uh, huge companies redirected their entire agencies out of cubicles and into spaces that match these spaces for their own employees. That's right. Because psychologically, they were getting more done, connecting more. Um, there's that vicinity thing. When you're in the vicinity of people and you're not sort of segregated out into your cubicles, you will connect more. And if you're connected and there's synergy and energy, you're going to be more productive and make the money for the company. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. How are you doing today? Super fantastic. What about you? I am excited because we uh, have a topic that confused the hell out of me when you first started it. But when we got to the core of it, it's pretty exciting. Two of my favorite words are synergy, mm -hmm. energy, building an enterprise, right. networking, making friends. You know, I'm social. Mm -hmm. While at the same time being able to focus and grow my business. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm super excited. We're super excited to talk to you today about something you may or may not have heard of. I'm going to use a term back from the 80s, 90s. 80s? I mean, okay, I'll go to the 90s. How about the 90s? <laughs> Incubator. Incubator. And today it has morphed into the word called co-working. Ah. Today we are going to talk about co-working. Now, I absolutely love co-working. And I know if you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're an executive, maybe you're an emerging leader and you work in the office space or have work in the office space, and you notice that throughout the course of the day, someone keeps knocking on your door and the phone keeps ringing <laughs> and you are taken off track on what you're trying to do. Now, I'm not saying that's not going to happen in an incubator or co-working space, but here's what I know. If you are that individual, you have been accustomed to an environment where it was either home or an office. We want to talk to you today about co-working, the benefits, the value, and what you can get out of a co-working space. Mm. Now, many of these co-working spaces come with a membership. Some are high price, some are low price, depending on where you are and what your budget will afford. But they're wonderful. They're wonderful. And Misty and I just recently partnered with a co-working place here in town called Hera Hub. In fact, Misty, maybe we should bring Alicia Wilkins on. Uh, one of our shows. Oh my God. Brilliant, amazing lady. And these Hera hubs might even be near you, wherever you're downloading the show. It is a, uh, such an amazing thing. I can't even um, understand how they're so amazing in the sense that they're individual, but they're all connected like a core. Like it's a sisterhood. It feels like a sisterhood, even though males are definitely welcome. Um, but it definitely has this vibe like a family even the ones that are outside the ones that we've joined, the one that we joined is just super connected to the other ones. Yeah, I love this. And, and Misty, I'm sure I share more with you than I'll probably remember, but I think about co-working and why there's value. Let me give you some statistics. First of all, 
people that are working right now, we're looking at a lot of remote working. We look at a lot of hybrid working. And we know that sometimes if you're working at home, it, there can be distractions there too. If you have small children, maybe you have pets. And again, distractions, that laundry is staring at you or <laughs> something else is just pointing your way and you're like, I want to get to it. But going and being a part of a co-working community can change that for you. Here's some statistics. 84% of people right now are working at home, especially those entrepreneurs, those solopreneurs, they're working at home. There's another 4% that go work at coffee shops. Maybe you're at the Starbucks and things of that nature. It used to be. Yes. And there's a half of a percentage who says, I'm going to go to the library and work. And let me tell you, I've done all of those We've things. We've done oh, that too. Yes, we have. And that's just because we were looking for a space to work. And our goal was to work effectively, efficiently, so that we can get the most out of what we had planned. Now, there's been an invent, and I'll say not even an invent, but an increase in the co-working space. And right now, they're saying about 8% of the people are working from co-working spaces. So think about that. That is power because there are some great things that are happening in the co-working space. Would you agree, Misty? I think that they've gone, and maybe they've always been this way. You give a little more knowledge in this area in the sense that have they always been so um, able to just, if you want to go and work and be alone, there's rooms. If you want to have a meeting with others in a professional space, like a boardroom, there's rooms. Mm -hmm. If you, um, there's also coffee just for my, my fans <laughs> out there. They got some coffee. They got some great stuff. But now what I'm seeing is development. Yes. There's spaces where people are coming in and sharing and developing. You can develop your skills. And um, the last, what is it? The last three times you've been, you've just swam, bam, made some connections organically. Yes. That is super powerful. And we're going to talk about that because you have to be intentional when you're going in this space, <laughs> you know, right? And so think about this. Co-working spaces offer the same amenities you would find in a traditional office, but they have more right? I think one of the major differentiators is flexibility. Since you don't need to sign in and you don't necessarily have to even have a long-term lease, you can go and work. And Mr. You said office, boardroom, all of that. When I worked in consulting, management consulting million moons ago, that's what we did. I would go into a company space. They would have incubator spaces for me to go plug in my laptop and go to work. And when I needed to directly work with the client, I step aside, get to the client, come back to my little incubator, which essentially, again, is co-working spaces. Yeah, I want to add to, and it made me smile, is um, I met you there last week and you were sitting in this non-chair. It was <laughs> a ball. Yeah. And it had, there's professional chairs there, but it was like this organically, like, what is that? Ergonomic sort of thing that helps your back and keeps your yes. core and things. So it's just crazy how we'll invest a lot of money in our own homes and the money you invest in some of the things, they're already out there and willing. Heck, the one we go to has a little waterfall and it's relaxing. Yes. So like you're saying about the amenities is just being able to be intentional when we're there on what it is that we're doing. And one of the things is sometimes we were being intentional and we were attracting attention. Right. When we were in the middle of our meeting and what we were talking about, people came and sat down with us and were asking questions. And we had a, a great conversation um, on what it is that we do. And I think even generated some interest just because of our energy and the synergy we were creating and the excitement when we were working on our project. Yeah. 
That's so good. And when you think about that, that that's a plus, but it also could be something a little bit challenging. And we're going to talk about that when we get into our action steps, again, about being intentional. So when you look at these co-working spaces, I want to highlight some of the spaces that they actually have. Open workspace, which is what Misty and I were in. We were in a large room where it really just allows people to plug in and go to work. You know, and you see stuff like this, like a call center, maybe a hot desk center or something like that, where companies have these common areas. But then most co-working spaces have the private workspace yes. where you're actually able to sit down in a space dedicated for you. You can close your door, <laughs> whether you do an individual space or you do a space that's dedicated for you and your team, but it allows you to have the privacy that you need to really go to the next level. Oh, can I add to that really quick? That's so funny Absolutely. you say that is I was, um, I met um, a coaching client there one time because they were already a member prior to us. And they rented a room because we had friends there. We didn't want to be distracted. So for one hour, we went into the room. It has a whiteboard. You know, I love my whiteboards, a desk. It had plugins. We could have like, and we really got a lot done. And then the hour was up and I went out and I did another co-working session outside in the bigger space because no one was there, but it, it did have that luxury of being able to have that, um, that private time where you're not going to be distracted or that other time when you're out and you're kind of just more flowy. That's power right there. And if you think about your corporations, your vision, your goal, being able to do that in a space that you don't necessarily pay high rents for, because we know it costs a lot to lease a building and, and create your own space, but this co-working environment will allow you to build that for yourself. I love it. Now, Misty, what about the fact that the particular co-worker, which is Hera Hub, and it is a co-working for women. And this is, and I'm going to give you two things. You can have industry specific or gender specific. So when you think about this, imagine being in a place where there's women, if you're a woman, or maybe there's a male co-working space well, there that is. have common interests and experiences so that when you do decide to come together as a community, you're hobnobbing, you're powwowing and really sharing nuggets with each other. I was laughing when you said we've, we've been to other spaces too. Remember that one we went to it, it had beer and wine and, yep. um, which is, um, I don't drink when I work and Kimberly doesn't drink at all. Not that it wasn't a beautiful space, but some of the amenities really didn't, um, connect with us, mm -hmm. but at Hera Hub, they had tea and coffee. And so there was just funny, like it, it, it is catering towards, um, nothing wrong with having a beer at lunch. I could care less, but that just wasn't what we do. But there was people in there that were enjoying it and working and it was a little more um the way that they're even set up environment wise you feel some spaces are a little more professional right. and other spaces are a little more relaxing yeah. and you can even find that in the same co-working building depending on what area that you feel most comfortable kind of just working in there's even even in, in the one we go to like a little living room space yeah. where you could just sit and have a casual meeting um, when you first come in, or you could take it to the next level and then there's the other two buildings. And then we've been to other ones where it it's more like um, maybe younger entrepreneurs, like the music was loud. Right. And you could rent um, different spaces in there, but it's just, it's crazy how I think, and, and you were right, like this trend is, is hitting now. Yeah. Um, COVID's kind of decreasing. We know that it, it it's up and down and up and down, but I think there's a lot of people that aren't going to go back to work. Yeah. And in and fact, that was the whole point of the great resignation. People have now find other ways to build their businesses and or 
work for a company, but in their own space. Yes. And I know some people that are at the co-working space that are employees, but they need that private space. So they're taking the time to go away. Now, what I love is that the space is really something that you can, if you're doing even a group environment or the open space, you still can make it your own. I know when I get in there, I sit down and I put my charger here, my phone here, my water here, and I create my little bubble, right? <laughs> you even ask for incision cords and what you need. Right? <laughs> Because I really want to look at that space because it's now my workspace. And I'll tell you, that's been really good, especially when you find a place like that. Now, I have to give you a real quick experience. Two weeks ago, I was there and ran into a girl who we started chit-chatting from across the way. But what happened is we both said, okay, time out, stop, let's work. And when you have like-minded individuals who understand why you're there, which is maybe not to network, but you know, you use that time to personalize the experience but you also recognize that I'm here to work. Mm. So that's exciting. Headphones. I've seen people bring in headphones. Yes. You know what bugs me the most when I work at Starbucks, and it's going to sound weird, is the door opening and that fan that blows. Oh. Oh, it's sensitive to noise. Oh, yes. And the, the constant hustle of like just movement. Yes. But in co-working spaces, I don't have that extra noise, but there's no constant... People may come in and out, but when you're working in coffee shops, there's this, mm -hmm. this motion that's just always going. And it, for, for me, especially with ADHD, it can be really distracting. So like you said, being able to be somewhere and hone your space that's meant for that, and you don't feel weird. You're like, I've been here three hours. Should I get a refill of tea so they don't like judge me? I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes I think that. But And we still work in some coffee spots when we're intentional about it. That's and it, it. it's convenient for us where we want to go or what we have to do next. But I really enjoy what you were kind of teaching us in the beginning when we first started, because we didn't know if that was going to be right for us. That's right. But yeah. as the first thing you did was you used a free pass, like a gym pass. You, <laughs> you used a pass, you checked it out, and then you called and you said, yeah, this might be a great business decision. Let's talk about it. But we, yeah. we did it as a business decision intentionally to hit the things that working together, because we're running a business, but we don't live together. We don't have an office. We do right. virtual but if, especially if you're running businesses out there with other people, this is great spaces to get into and work on your business non-virtual. You've got to be, like you were saying earlier, Kimberly, is you've got to have some of that connection. You've got to bring some of that back. That's right. I love it, Misty. You hit some very, very good points. And I think that's why people should consider this. If you're working primarily from home, maybe go and explore what co-working spaces are available around you. And again, don't make a huge commitment, maybe get in on a free pass, try it out a few times and then see what the packages are. I know where we are, they had about four different packages that we can participate. Some just, some just getting your mail there. So you have a professional address. Oh. Others are, you know, get mail and get a few hours here and show up in the space. But there's always those benefits that Misty mentioned, the personal development, the professional development that's going to come alongside it. So co-working spaces, they vary from corporate to the professional to the funky and relaxed. But I think it's so important to choose a space that really reflects your company's culture, the mm. business, the brand, the bottom line that you're trying to create. That's going to give you what you need, especially since it's on-demand spaces to deal with what you need and want. No, you did it. You even found a way to connect branding to the way you co-work. Try a few out. We really tried out two to three. Yeah. There's, there might have been a couple more area, but it was crazy because they say you are the, the five people you hang around with, right? 
the five people we normally do a lot of business with were already members in there. Even the owner, which yeah. Kimberly, what you were already coaching was like, oh yeah, it, it was just a, a no brainer when we realized that the people we connect and co-work with were already members in this. And people are asking us every time we were there, are you members yet? That was the key part. <laughs> they thought yet. we were, right? Because <laughs> we show up for their events. But I think it was really, again, being intentional to ensure that I needed that space, that we needed that space, that we wanted to invest in a space for us. So those are decisions you have to make for your business. But if you find that working at home isn't working for you, or maybe working in the office isn't working for you, look at alternatives. Starbucks, uh, maybe yes, but then look at a co-working space. And when you think about co-working, I told you this is not a new concept. I've been doing this since the late 80s. Apparently, apparently since the 80s. <laughs> and the name was different. Again, incubator. The name was venture. So the names vary, but now they've used in co-working. And I'll tell you, co-working as a term first really hit out in 1995 in Berlin. And the idea was to share thoughts and space and information to complete tasks to those who joined the membership. So that's when it really came out, not so that cool. it was original, but it came out that space. And of course, Northern California, like San Francisco, Santa Clara, Brooklyn, they started seeing it and decided, okay, we're going to go, we're going to make this thing happen. Well, you were mentioning too, when you were in your um, consulting days, that huge companies redirected their entire agencies out of cubicles and into spaces that match these spaces for their own employees. That's right. Because psychologically, they were getting more done, connecting more. Um, there's that vicinity thing. When you're in the vicinity of people and you're not sort of segregated out into your cubicles, you will connect more. And if you're connected and there's synergy and energy, you're going to be more productive and make the money for the company. That's it. I love it. Let me give you another statistic. <laughs> 2013, as many as 100,000 members work at co-working spaces. That was 2013. So again, not something new. The trend continued because people recognized they needed something outside of their home. Now, if you look and fast forward to like 20, I think it was 2017, 2018, 1.2 million people were working at co-working spaces. So there's value, guys. There is value. And I want you to think about it. We are not pressing upon you. We are not here to sell you anything. We're simply showing you a solution that can help you take your business to the next space. You know, we take you on our journey and this is a new step in our journey. In fact, in a few weeks when someone hits summer break and someone else isn't training three times a, a week, we are going to set scheduled times that we are meeting there together in, to be intentional about it. We, we pay for the membership and now we'll have certain days and hours that we just show up and be in that space. That's right. 3 million, 3 million co-workers globally in 2019. And the statistics said that by 2020, this year, it was going to double. So that means 6 million people working in the co-working environment. And this is all prior to the pandemic. So now that the pandemic has happened, guess what? They're saying, get ready. These numbers are going to skyrocket. And I love it because now that's opportunities for you to connect and grow. And these resources are coming from places like Forbes and Small Business, Small hmm. Business Genius and CNBC. They're seeing the shift. They're seeing people recognizing, yes, I want to work at home, but I want to work in the right environment. You still got to be around people. I you mean, do. solopreneur, entrepreneur, you got to have that, that connection. How do you build 
a list. How do you build your enterprise? How do you find people if you're at home? Yeah. And you know, you can do it online because online has obviously become uh, critical in business building process. And I think sometimes though, it's a slow process for many. And the reason being is people are mm, apprehensive. People are intimidated because- They want to know, like, and trust you. Right. Well, and not even true. that, meaning the entrepreneur is afraid to step into Oh, the space. entrepreneur, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it. It's a, it's like a, a, a giant, a, something that they don't know. So there's fear stepping in. But we're going to talk about why you should do it. The five biggest advantages, and Misty and I talked about this a little bit, like of co-working. And the first one is motivation. Misty, why, you know, there's energy of productivity in the air when you're in a room full of driven people. Would you agree? It's impossible to slack off and you can get a lot done. Oh man, you have to be, the, what helps me the most. And if you have ADHD is you have to plan for what you're going to do. So you do your plan and work your plan, but you, if you plan for it and you take it, then that's what you'll get done on like sometimes in your home or in your office and everything is always going on at once. So planning for something, taking, it's like having a business picnic. You're not going to eat what you don't have, right? So right. if I take my picnic basket and my work, what I'm going to complete, then I have to work on that while I'm there. That's right. That's right. The other thing I think about, and we've said this many times, but I'm giving you a little detail on the community aspect, like-minded professionals with vision, with purpose and passion, you sitting amongst them, whether you're in the open space or you're in the private space, guess what? There's those coffee, what do you call them? Um, water, water. You know, the water machine, people sit and talk oh, around yeah. the water machine <laughs> or the coffee machine. Those conversations are going to happen, right? The, the water jug or there's the conversations you have, like we did trainings around that. Yeah, water cooler. There water it is. Cooler, like, yes. I think of the name of it. And then the flexibility, Misty. And, and I want you to speak to that from a, having worked in a corporate environment for 20 years, having a space now where there's some flexibility. And I know you even went through some of these changes during COVID as you transitioned to working from home. Talk about how this can be an advantage for co-working. For me, it was the step up from the coffee shop. Whereas when you're doing business, I wanted to be flexible enough to meet clients, to be able to, you know, like grow your, especially for us, we're coaching, we're trainers, we're professors sometimes. So it really was, if, I, if I'm making a call from Starbucks or meeting someone at Starbucks, that's good for a certain um certain aspects of our company, but there's other aspects where we're doing corporate deals and I don't want to do a corporate deal out of a Starbucks. Right. And um, I don't want to do a corporate deal out of my spare room that I made an office sort of thing. So going in and having that space to really run a meeting, if there's a boardroom, yes. it, it looks just a boardroom and you could do a trainer. You could do, you could take your business to the next level because you feel you'll re real rise up to your environment. And the flexibility of that is that you want to run in and well, remember that one time you came and you were like, I wasn't going to come, but you were like running and you just showed up um, and you had workout clothes on because you're, you're moving spaces and you had to go get um, the boy. And then you got there, there, and then you just had everyone started to dance. Yeah. <laughs> but the flexibility was the next time you could wear a suit and, and have a meeting somewhere else, but there's no space in there where you don't feel like you could just come as you are. Right. to be in that space. That's the flexibility of it. And I love that even in those spaces, you could decide which space that you want to be in that day. You're not being dress coded. No one's saying you <laughs> must wear this. You know, I think about one of my clients, IBM, 
And, you know, back in the day, they were blue suits, white shirt, tie. Boom. That was it. That was the corporate uniform. That is not the case here in co-working. This is your space. Let me repeat that. Your space. You nailed that that flexibility is incredible. In fact, Misty, do you remember it wasn't this place, but another place that we recorded a series of even these podcasts in a co-working space. So their facility is set up. You have room for AV, technical, audio, all those things. So we've recorded shows even at a co-working space. So there you go. Studio, boom, more value. What, and when we first started, um, God, it was like two years ago now, one of the first podcasts we did, remember how hard it was to find a space? And we even yes. rented a studio one time and um, it was not the library getting that in, even though like we had to work hard. Yes. So to be able to have something that, oh, wow, I'm already here. Let's do this. We could just jump into the room and, and get a bunch done was nice. To have the everything you need in the same space is a blessing because it it takes time away when you're trying to plan everything and get everything done and especially you're driving all over town. That's right. That's it. So that's some other benefit. So the other ones I'm just gonna hit on number one, getting outside your home. I think we hit that one well. Get outside your home. Get the out. truth is you can fall into a rut. You, your productivity, mm-hmm. your creativity will wane if you're still looking at the same thing every single day. I do that even at my home. When I'm home, I'll move from room to room to room to room to keep that synergy going, to keep that uh, creative muse going, to just keep my brain active. And that's one of the benefits of really going into a co-working space. So true. The focus, the flexibility, the creativity, the community, the motivation. Mm-hmm. And there's something that even just by leaving your house, you're getting something out of that. And unfortunately, sometimes that was that one week. And I think you've done this too when you're in, in those trainings where you don't, you forget to go outside unless you're even intentional about that. <laughs> but if you're working in the place where you live, that's going to do something to your psyche. Yeah. So it really is about getting out of the space that you monopolize 90% of your time in it, especially if you're working and living from home. That's it. So I hope by now you guys have gotten some power as to, you know, really deciding and looking at co-working spaces as an option. As we said, look at the location, look at the, if they're a niche market co-working, look at that and see how it fits for you and your culture and things of that. Make sure you check on the budget. Do you have the funds to pay for this space? And then just recognizing that community is priceless. Short-term lease, long-term lease, you have to decide. The co-working space that we're at right now, which I love, she doesn't have a contract. It's month to month. And that is beautiful because I know we're not locked in, Misty. If we decided next week, ah, this isn't working for me or ah, I don't have the funds, which we hope we'll never get there. But that's the case. We know it can happen. We didn't, and as we're kind of digressing out of this, I want to say we could do a whole show on it and we chose intentionally not to. But there is so much networking and business to be done there too. Um, that's the icing on the cake. But the intention when you when you ease into it, if you're easing into it like we did, the the business connections are just organically happening. Um, and I know a few others that are already members of co-working spaces. Same thing. They're getting um, they're getting business deals. They're 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 creating and sharing who they are and what they do with others. And then they're also those like-minded people like you're talking about is that's where they're finding other people to do ventures with. So just a quick thing about that. If you were thinking about it, we didn't want to go too much into it, but wanted to leave you with that is the, the business and it's pretty crazy too. It is. 
So Misty, before we wrap up, let's give them three action items, three things they can do today to really look at co-working as an option and or just simply explore it. What's the first one? The who? Your branding. What environment do you want to be in and what do you need for your business and what aligns with your business? Who's out there? Do your research, do your homework and find the one that aligns best with you and your business. Yep. And in our business, Misty, we work with anyone, but we love working with women. And so Hera Hub, which is a community for women, it was perfect. And a lot of them are CPAs, coaches, accountants, design people. And guess what? Everyone, in our opinion, needs a coach. If you don't have one, make sure you get one. But we really, truly believe that. And so knowing that, and again, our number one intent was not necessarily getting business, but it was getting a place where we can do our business together. <laughs> but as a byproduct, that's what's happening. Mm. What's the next step? What are you going to be doing while you're there? <laughs> and this one's a tricky one, Misty. And you probably know this, but maximizing your time mm. and having a plan when you go in there. As we mentioned earlier, in that great open space, it's so easy to chit chat and chatter. Chit chat, <laughs> chatter, guilty. Away make lots of friends and things like that. But if you know that you're intentional, you have some things to do, then guess what? You've got to get laser focused, hyper focused, find that space and get in your zone. Now, here's the great thing that I love because other people that are there, they're also there for that purpose. And I think when they see your, your button on, it's almost like you have a sign, do not disturb. You don't have it, but it's almost like that stern look, your focus. They know that you're in the zone and not to bother you, if you will. And so recognizing that you have to be intentional. For example, if you're going into your co-working space three days, four days a week, maybe one day is just to network and make connections and talk to people. Maybe another day is to set up calls or have meetings with your clients another day. I know I went in there the other day and I had two presentations and I scheduled them back to back. I went in a private room and I went to work. Nice. And then I left the private room, went into the open space, which there was only one person there. I said, hi, chitter chatter. And then I went back to work. So you have to know what you're going to be doing. Plan it out. Misty said it, plan your work, work your plan. Because those that fail to plan, plan to fail. Hmm. And number three, Misty. Schedule. We always say about everything is schedule your time. When are you going? What time is best for you to be there? There's hours just like any business where it's a little more high numbers. If that's your intention, you might want to be there when it's a little higher in numbers. There's times where it's lower in numbers. If your intention is to focus and get a bunch done solely or with just you and your business partner, maximize your time there. But the thing is, if you're going to make the investment, make the time. That's right. Make it be intentional about it so that you can get the most out of it. We wouldn't want you to invest hundreds of dollars a month to only go there and play. We want you to go, play is important. Let me <laughs> Play is important, but we also want it to be intentional play. Like our book, The Millions of Possibilities, we talk about the power of play. And when you know that there's a little playtime, you schedule 20 minutes of playtime, but then you schedule productivity time, you schedule meeting time, you put those things together, you are going to win, my friends. And that's what we love. And that's what we've seen thus far in our experience. Now, really quickly, when are you going? This is an interesting one for me. So last week I dropped son off at school and I'm typically dropping him off at 7.20 and I can get to the co-working space at 7.30. I love early morning work because that's where my brain is like, ha, ah, hello true. world, let's on go, fire. let's do it. What's that? That's when your brain's on fire. That's when it's on fire. 
And I got there the first day and there happened to be someone there. And I don't know what the hours are. That's one thing I did not ask. I just showed up and she was there and it was just her and I, she was in the back. I was over here. It was beautiful. Now, the next day I tried the same thing and there was no one there. I learned that the hours are nine o'clock, nine o'clock. So I also understand that you can talk to the owner and get access to it outside of the normal hours so that you can work. That's bonus for me because now I'm going to be able to work in my zone with very limited, if no um, distractions. So that's powerful. And now I can plan my week and work my week accordingly. It's like a gem for your business. That's I love that. I'm sorry. I got so excited. That's exactly what it is. The physical, the mental, the emotional, you know, <laughs> you can get some spiritual in there. It's what part of you working on. Right? Because you got all types of people in there and they have different visions and goals and businesses and practices and just having conversation will allow you to unlock and unveil what's in, what's in store for you at your co-working space. Mm. So there you have it, friends, co-working. The keys to co-working, consider it. And I asked the question, to, to co-work or not, you get to decide. <laughs> and as we say every single week here on our show, there is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire U. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.